0: Hello there. We would be honored if you would join us. Spark of Rebellion. Hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This first episode of 24 brings us some news about a very very well respected Star Wars stalwart. Plus we get some news from a galaxy far, far away, about a brand new movie and the return of a fan-favourite character that is getting a new season on the old telly. That's right, we're going to go deep into this week's Star Wars news. I'm, of course, Mark, one of your hosts. The, I would say, 7 out of 10 compared to my co host Strong 6.8 out of 10. Regardless, there's only a whisker in it. I'm going to bring him on. In just one second, but here's wishing you a very happy new year and of course, a big shout out to all of our supporters. Hope you had a fantastic time out there in a galaxy far, far away. Had a wonderful Christmas and looked after to yourself and had just a very fun new year. If you want to join the party, if you want to join our little group of dedicated fans, you can do so at sparkrebellion.com slash support. And we'll put all that brass back into making this show even better into equipment production. And so on and so forth. Now, before we get to this week's news, I've got to bring him on. It's the man who, honestly, makes Chewbacca look bold. It is, of course, Mr. Gary Aylott. Hello, and welcome back to 2024 Spark Rebellion, Gary.
1: Hello, hello, Mr. Mark. Thank you very much. Yeah, Chewie's no, just on? like a—he's like a freshly waxed, trimmed-up beach model next to me
0: at the minute. It's like a Mitre Delta size five football from 1998, shiny, gleaming, and ready to be played with. Yeah, great
1: big glowing bonts compared mm-hmm. to my, uh, mm-hmm. I look like Shaggy from the old Scooby-Doo cartoons at the minute. Yeah. I like it though. I'm, I'm up for it. Not yeah, going anywhere, it's a good so. look. It suits you. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatevs, but, um... I uh, bet under what how were you doing to it anyway? Have you had a did you get anything Star Wars y for Crimbo?
0: Yeah, I did. I got the um I got the uh Yoda, little collectors edition Yoda statue. Um it's not Hot Toys. I can't remember which one it is, it's not sideshow, not hot toys, it's um it's a, the other big proper statue manufacturer. Um, gentle Giant. Gentle Giant, yeah. Um absolutely amazing. I saw it in Forbidden Planet ages and ages and ages ago and uh, told the boss that I'd seen it, and then six months later, she got me it. So, yeah, it's amazing, mate. It's really, 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 really nice quality. So, uh, yeah, enjoying that. What about you? Anything Star Wars-y? Uh,
1: just the one bit for me was I got some Star Wars Lego, which is always nice. I normally get, Ooh. like, a bunch of stocking filler stuff, like the family thing. What should we get, Dad, for, for Christmas, you know? And it's normally like a Star Wars calendar or... Star Wars pair of socks or a, yeah, I don't know yeah. but this year was pretty sweet I got the old Millennium Falcon Ooh. not the uh, not not the big big one not the Ultimate Collector set yeah. but the um, the mid tier one yeah so I started that a couple of days ago it's very very cool so yeah I was happy with that dude happy little Star wars gift
0: I like it good man good yeah. good you have been doing any Star Wars media you have been consuming anything
1: nah been nah. off it have you nah the only thing I've done is watch like some fan things which is really weird I was watching um, the last video that I watched before I unsubscribed from Star Wars Theory <laughs> was he was doing a commentary on um, this fan edit, which was really good. Somebody has basically taken the last big uh, battle between Obi-Wan and and, and uh, Anakin at the end of Revenge of the Sith and just turned it into like the Clone Wars style. Oh, I saw that. Anima- you saw that? Yeah. So that was amazing. Like the time it takes to do that is not... That's not a quick thing. So a lot of love and dedication went into that. It looked badass. Really, really cool. And there was another one. There was a new uh, Darth Vader fan, little fan film as well. It was really cool. So not so much in the way of... I still need to watch the documentary as well on the um, the uh, the Christmas special, the holiday special, sorry. So I'll get around to that at some point. But nothing, I'm not re-watching anything at the minute. What about you?
0: No, same, man. Just reading. Finished Path of Destruction, the Darth Bane first one. And uh, started on Ruler 2, the second one, which is not, starts off not as good. Like the author comes in, Drew Kapishkin, I, I butchered his name, I apologize. But he comes in and he's like, yeah, this book, big surprise. Didn't know I was going to be doing it. Um, So I managed to get it done from start to finish in six months. And I'm like, the beginning you can really freaking tell. <laughs> like, just that, like, just don't put that in. Like, don't tell people that shit. You know what I mean? Like, leave that out. We're good. You don't need to mention that. Um, so that was a shame. It's picked up quite a bit, like 50% in it's picked up, but you can really tell, um, at the, at the beginning. So it's, uh, but th- I'm quite interested in that. Yeah. Reading a bit of legend stuff. So I'm, I'm enjoying that, mate. Um, but nothing else. I don't think I've really, oh, i tell you what I did do. I watched force awakens again. Uh, okay. just after Christmas. Yeah. I watched force awakens. Sam got me some of those. We've seen those fancy LEDs. They're literally called fancy LEDs. They go around the back of the TV and mirror mirror what's going through the input so they enhance Mm. the experience thought i'll watch force awakens with it really really good but um the movie you know when you watch the sequels and you know 10 almost 10 years in the movie is almost not as good like the third and fourth time because it's you sort of you know what comes after it if that makes sense it's sort of a shame yeah it's um it's a funny one but we'll get to that i'm sure later this year we'll probably do a retrospective on it um the force awakens yeah, we'll have a see, mm. mate. We'll have a see. But let's get yeah. on to some news. We've only got a little bits of news. Um, it's going to be a short episode today. I've got to, uh, I've got to do some actual work in a little bit. So we are going to do um, just a, a little shorter, slightly shorter episode today. But we do have some big news uh, that was released only a few days ago, which took me a little bit by surprise. So I'm going to actually preface this with a little bit of backstory. We know that Hair to the Empire is coming. All right. We know that we've seen a circus season one. We know that Thrawn is, is coming back in our galaxy. We know that Ahsoka and, and Sabina are out there in, in, in Peridia. Um, we know that Ezra is back. And we know that Mando and Grogu, they're all sort of knocking around in their little village. They've got their own little encampment. Bo-Katan's doing her thing. Like this Mando-verse is ticking along and we know that heir to the Empire is this theoretical culmination. Whether it's a single movie, whether it's a trilogy, whether it's a duology, who knows? We just don't know that yet. But we know there's going to be a movie, Right. We're expecting Mando season four. Earlier this week, week, the news dropped that Jon Favreau is directing a movie that is going to be produced by Favreau, Dave Filoni, Kathleen Kennedy, which is literally called The Mandalorian and Grogu, a movie in production in 2024. Um, And to quote Kathleen Kennedy, Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni have ushered in to Star Wars, two new and beloved characters, and this new story is a perfect fit. For the big screen. Now, this is interesting. I didn't expect this. So it feels like this is taking over. It's like It's We're not getting season four of Mandalorian. Sort of feels like that story feels like it's ended a little bit now, which is wild, but it has by the feel of it. Um, I didn't expect this, dude. I did not expect this. So we're going to mm. get two and a half hours tops of Mando and Grogu probably getting brought back into the fray. It's going to be a setup for something Ahsoka-based. It's going to be a setup for the heir to the empire. This all coming together, clearly. But I didn't expect this to be a movie, dude. Didn't expect it to be a movie.
1: Yeah, weird one, isn't it? Because we we knew that a Filoni-verse film was on the way. But like you, I thought it, that was going to drop maybe in a year or two. And it would be the culmination of another series, at least, of Ahsoka. Season four of Mando and probably some other bits that were knocking about on Disney+. And then it would all culminate in this big finale kind of big movie. So it's weird that... I think you're right. I think this is going to replace what would potentially have been the next season of The Mandalorian, which is really weird because... um, in terms of like knowing what's coming this year, we already know the acolytes on its way, along with Skeleton Crew, the Bad batch final season, and uh, Tales of the Jedi, I think. So we know that those things are like the, the, the actual things that are confirmed they're dropping this year. But I always had I just had this feeling like, are they just going to sneak in an announcement for Mando, season four that would drop in like October or something? as like a surprise for people. But I think if they do, if they leave it a whole year and they start, because it, it, it does say, doesn't it, that production is going to be this year for this film, even if they do another season of The Mandalorian, that means that the momentum's just dropped. You know, the arse has fallen off of that now. So like you said, that story feels like it's come to a an unceremonious end a little bit with what happened at the end of season three. So yeah, a big shock, this one. And it's almost out of character for, for, for Kath and, and Disney and whatnot, because they like to, you know, as we've seen in the past many times, they like to announce these things up front with lots of buffer room so that if, you know, directors fall out, which they ultimately do a lot with, uh, with Kath and the other people at Disney, you know, there's buffer room to move things around and stuff. So yeah, dude, like you, I saw this and I was like, no way. This is just a this is just a little sort of precursor to on um, you know the next mando and then the verse film. Yeah, the other thing as well is that this whole f- the idea of doing a film instead of a TV series is almost like back to front with how a lot of media work these days. Like you you often see big projects especially things that they lift out of the past as well. So big things that you would see from like really popular shows from the nineties and eighties or films and stuff like that. Oftentimes it's like, ah, no, we're not going to make a, we're not going to do a, you know, a lethal weapon five. We're going to do a lethal weapon street, you know, put it out on streaming, do a TV thing. Um, so this is kind of arse about face a little bit as well. It's almost like taking all the cool benefits that you get with doing a streaming TV series. Cause you have all that room to breathe and explore and do all that stuff and condense it into a two-hour a two-hour film. So uh, I don't mean to sound negative. It is a very cool thing. It is really cool. Um, but yeah, just a shock on on how they've done it.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I, I, I've got to think, there's two things that I'm thinking with this one. Um, the first one is that it's got to be standalone enough. Anytime you do a movie, it's got to be standalone enough that you could turn up and watch it without having watched the Mando. And it feels like season three had put Mando and Grogu in a position where that'd be all right. Um where it could be achieved um, because they were, you know, everything was almost resolved pretty much. Um, The other thing as well is I'm sort of glad to a degree because I feel it might be a sensible move this, because if you're, if you think, if you cast your mind back to when season three was done, Filoni and Favreau came out and said, we've already written the outline for season four. They said that they were very honest and said season four is already in pre-production And we've written the plot because we had to, because we had to write season three to end where we wanted it to end, which I completely understand. So what's fascinating to me about this is that I hope someone's seen what they've been doing for season four and thought, do you know what? Actually, we could do this as a six to eight episode run, but there'd be a lot of filler. Here's the story that we want to tell. It seems to just fit better as a movie. We'll cut the crap. We'll cut the filler. There's not going to be any padding episodes. That is what it is. And it feels like that will, it feels a bit marvelly in that you will probably get a good story, which is reasonably self-contained, but that has probably got like 20% of it that ties to everything else because that's clearly what's going on. You know, you've got to bring, for my money, you've got to bring Luke and Leia and all the rest of them in. I I think you've got to bring like the Han Solo's of the world and if you get into Air to the Empire level, there's no, I don't see how you can do a fully a fully realized version of heir to the empire without bringing the main characters in you could do, but you just like people would just be like, mm, we know why that's why they've not been included. But actually if this was happening, this would be happening, you know, they would be involved. Mm. So yeah, I, I sure. don't know. I just feel like this might be almost like phase two of like the Feloneverse, verse, like start of phase two. Um, which I think is quite interesting. And like I say, a little bit of relief that they're not just going, fuck it, let's put season four out. And if we've got to pad it, we've got to pad it. Um, because if they did it the other way, if it was like four episodes, the reports would be Mandalorian, only four episodes. Is this the end of the Mandoverse? Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? That's just what the press and the Star Wars gimps are like. So I feel like it would just, I don't know. It feels like someone has just seen a little bit of common sense with it, if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, there's no point flogging a, not a dead horse, but there's no point, you know. I totally agree. Yeah, if you're going to put out eight to ten episodes and four of them are just, eh, a few good moments in that one, but it was, yeah. Yeah, I'll read you. I wonder who's had the common sense then.
0: Hmm. Probably Doomcock.
1: Probably Doomcock, yeah. He's probably wrote an email or two.
0: Kathleen Kennedy. Fired because Mandalorian turns into movie. (laughs) Doomcock, what are you doing here again and why are you talking like that? (laughs) Get away. Just leave the lot. I've even got... I need to chat to Jerry on security because this is bullshit. Not this again. Get away. (laughs) Leave. I'll get you an Uber. Take your Starbucks and your laptop. Stop vlogging, you prick. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I got a coffee latte for Doomcocks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's just Doomcock. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy spells Starbucks name wrong. So she's fired.
1: Who's Kathleen? The
0: time. Is this your lady? I got a line here. Right. <laughs> Interestingly. Reckon, go on.
1: I was going to say, when do you reckon this will this will land then? Mm. If it's in production at some point this year?
0: <sighs> well, production this year. I mean, they've got... Uh, They've got something out in twenty five. That rare movie is supposed to be out in twenty five. Is it? I think it is. Or does that? Okay. It's either that or the Orange of the Force one. One of them. Um, mm. I think Christmas twenty five.
1: Two films next year. Mm. Summer one and will slip.
0: I think. I reckon they might have started production on season four because we've not had any news for quite a while. I reckon they might have started production on it. Big pre-production. They've got all the sets. They've got the volume. You know, they've got a lot of it done. Costumes for the Mando and the Grogu and everyone else is done. You know what I mean? This is not like you're starting a film from scratch. Um, I reckon we might see some shifting. I reckon some of the movies might slip and this might come out in 2025. I think we might see a Christmas release for this.
1: Yep. No, I agree with that. And also, old Pedro Pascal said in an interview he's a lad, ages he? Ago. He is a lad isn't he he said in an interview ages ago about um, what was the TV show that he did about the video game what's the name of it The Last of Us yes The Last of Us yes and he was talking about his body not being up to scratch to doing action stuff and then he said something along the lines of which was a blessing for the Mandalorian because he doesn't have to turn up yeah he just, he just does the voice so in terms of scheduling and stuff like that they don't even need him on set these days do unless there's like a a very intimate scene where he takes his helmet off. Mm. Other than that, it's just some dude in a in a mando suit, isn't it? And he just does the voiceover.
0: Well he's so. a busy guy as well. He's rumoured to be Reed Richards in Fantastic Four, which starts filming next year, or even this year, sorry. Um and he's also last like you said, Last of Us Part Two coming up. Um so he's a busy lad. He's a busy lad. So we'll see anyway, but we'll see with that one. Um mm. some other interesting news that was really weirdly, really weirdly buried. Um, within this press release, is is that a circus season two is officially being developed now? And this was like buried; it was just a throwaway comment. It was like X, Y, and Z are developing this, like Deborah Chow, whoever it is, or whomever I can't remember who it is, but they're also developing a circus season two, and then on to the next thing, and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa hang on. Ahsoka season two is in development. And then they put out this concept art, um, which showed Ahsoka and Sabine at the top of the cliffs, you know, the pointy cliff towards the Mortis gods Mm -hmm. that Ray Stevenson's Bale and Skull was stood on at the end. There's some concept art, or even not even concept art, but just very early stage storyboard sketching that showed Ahsoka and Sabine and just said, you know, that basically the story continues. So Ahsoka season two is in development as well, dude. And I, you know, if you think about it, this feels like, again, it feels like a 2025 thing. I, ju- I just can't help but feel that these two are going to be tied together.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking that because um, if you, you said if they've you're going got to roll- come
0: back, so they've got to get back to the yeah. galaxy.
1: Oh, definitely, yeah. So if you are going to roll on production on on something that's going to culminate into whatever you've got with the Mandalorian, which is in the quote unquote proper galaxy, you you, you may as well just get the ball rolling on the other stuff. Bring that back as well. Then that ties into what you were saying earlier about the whole uh, to the empire thing and doing all that. You, you may as well start all your all your roads leading to one into one thing, I suppose. So uh, it's kind of weird that there's been a bit of up in the airishness about this as well, because um, if if you look at all the doomcock stuff and all those all those dudes, all the YouTube bros talking about Star Wars, they'll tell you that Ahsoka had the lowest viewing figures ever of anything Star Wars and it was never coming back and stuff. So it's good in a way that they haven't said, yes, um, Ahsoka's definitely coming and here's when it's coming because that's the, the trip up that Star Wars has in the past. But it is good that they've said, no, 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 it is coming. We're just, you know, there's a few logs on the fire. So, uh, And I think what it's saying, this article that Filoni's working on an outline for the second season and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think this is cool, dude. And uh, the, the two of them are definitely linked. Yeah, I would find it very difficult. You know, like you mentioned earlier with the film, that it'd probably be most of it as an isolated story about Mando and Grogu, but you've got 20% of all these other little bits that are brought into the film. I would say that Ahsoka definitely falls into that other 20% that they would bring into that. So, yeah, it's good news for that, dude. Um, I'd, I'd absolutely love to see another another season. I, I don't know how they get around the whole Ray Stevenson thing, but I'd, I'd love to see a second one of those.
0: I just think you've got to, with with this one, you've got to just recast it. Yeah. You've got to You've got to bite the bullet. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's a, such a crying shame. Um, you know, someone like Lee Schreiber, I think he's touted as the, the takeover just from fan because he would be perfect for it. Yeah. Um, so I, it, 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 yeah, it's a shame, but they can't not finish that story. You can't leave Bail and Skull there and not finish the story. We all know that. So I, I, I can't see that. I can't see that not happening. Nor can I see it not being related to the Mandalorian. Um, you know, it, 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 it feels a little bit. You know, let's get all of our people together. Let's avenge the crap out of this. Ready for throne? Like, I would <laughs> yeah. be shocked if that's not the way that they play it. Um mm-hmm. And half of them is like, oh, that's a bit obvious, you dicks. That's easy. Anyone could do that. But the other half's like, that'd be pretty sweet though, wouldn't it?
1: Same. It would be sweet. Yeah. They'd probably get Russell Crowe in for that. Yeah. Russell Crowe or Kurt Russell or something. You know, Anyone
0: called like. Russell.
1: Anyone that can grow a, a, a white beard. Yeah.
0: Easy. Easy, is it? Richard Attenborough. Maybe. Yeah. Tell me how good
1: he is with the old. Get,
0: get, come and get involved. Come on. Welcome yeah. to Peridia. Wrong film. <laughs> right name. Wrong line. <laughs> Wrong line. Keep it moving. Bring in Goldblum. Damn, get Goldblum in. <laughs> and they've just got this queue of old Jurassic Park actors because none of them are working. <laughs> and it's just right. Neil, in. No, take your hat off. You're not taking it your off. You're fucking out then. Durn. <laughs> it, right. No, you're clearly wrong for it. Right. Who's next? You're the little child, boy. Wow. Look at you. Out. <laughs> like a conveyor yeah, belt. Yeah. It literally is just a conveyor belt. And basically, the guy that gets it is the guy with the shaving cream can from Jurassic Park, the big guy with the glasses on, the loud one, oh, big oh, Hawaiian yeah. shirt. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? That's new, that's your new bail and skull right there, people. Heard it here first. Tweet that. Doomcock, tweet that. Hey, John Williams is back. Can you remember, he retired. We did some news, didn't we, about this in retiring a bit ago. We were all gutted by it. The man's, you know, he's not a young, man. He's in his nineties. Bless him. But uh, he's come back. He's done a little interview uh, with the Times, and uh, all it is, he sort of his backtalked a little bit. He's just said, "I don't want to do big, crazy films." But if the right film came along, I am up for it. So basically, he's renounced his retirement. If the right project comes along, your man John Williams is back in the fold. Uh, Good news for the geeks, because we all bloody love John Williams. He's not going to come out of retirement for a B-movie, is he? It's going to have to be something good. Um, So I'm going to ask you, for Gary's money, will we see John Williams score another Star Wars movie? Yes or no? Uh,
1: Yes. And no. What? <laughs> yes, and no. I'll tell you what I mean by that. Is over the last... Uh, first of all, this is great news. I mean, what a guy though, right? 90 odd years old. Yeah, never stopped. His missus is probably... She's probably going around the... What are you doing? You said we were going on that cruise. You've been saying it for 10 years now. What? And now look, yeah. you're taking on more projects.
0: Uh... Got bored of your golf, have you, John? <laughs>
1: I think it's great news, man. I mean, at that age, a lot of people, many many years before that, are in that sort of mindset. Like I'm done, you know. I'm I've worked God knows how many years, forty or fifty years. I'm done. Hmm. I'm off to the golf course, pint after pork pie. You know, that's me. Where John, old Johnny boy's like, <laughs> what? Get that piano in here, to every mate keyboard. Get
0: yourself a yeah. Yamaha keyboard. And an extension. Yeah.
1: This says uh, synthesizer <laughs> on it, is that? Oh, get this out of my sight. Yeah. Um, right, sorry. The reason why I say yes and no is for the last few years, where it concerns Star Wars video games, there have been an, a couple of composers who have scored those games in the style of John Williams. Uh-huh. And then they've been passed that score's been passed to him, he's listened to it and he's like, yeah, that sounds like me, basically. Or that sounds like what I would have done in Star Wars. Here's a few little suggestions and whatnot. So those people, I think it's a guy called Gordy Harb and another dude, like the two of them, they've done the Battlefront games, Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor, those sorts of things. And it really does have that John williams feel. So I think, yes, in terms of the odd little project coming his way he'll probably do that in relation to star wars i don't think he's going to get on board to score an entire film or anything like that i think they will draft in people like those dudes and uh and get them to do it because they just know his style so intimately and he can just give it a listen
0: and be like yep i like it yeah yeah sounds like sounds like permission me. granted don't need permission well <laughs> anyway. right well Use it it you ish. trust me can i just ask yeah John we do of course we've been around for a while mate we get it we get it yeah it's interesting to see It's. I mean the guy like you said you know bored of his cruisers the guy has lived it for that long like people like that just don't retire do you know what I mean they just don't need to because like they could do one project every five years and it'd still be epic it's one of them innit you know people like that just don't retire it's like Tom Cruise retiring he'll never retire it might just do one film every five years, you know? So it's, you um, no, I think it's nice to see it. It's good to see it. Nice to have a bit of clarification. I, it's always good news when John Williams is about. Um, so I'm interested in that one. Now, uh, we've got a little fun story to finish on. It is a shorter episode today. My bad. Like I said, I've got to get a little bit of actual real life work done today. Um, but we had the Golden Globes this week and we had a lovely little tweet uh, which came from the one, the only, the irreplaceable Mr. Mark Hamill. Um, we'll stick a link in the show notes to this because it's just a lovely little thing. It's uh, a picture of himself finally meeting Natalie Portman, and uh, the, the the tweet caption says, "Now I've finally met my mother, thanks to the Golden Globes." And it's just, it's just stuff like this because we saw that with Anakin last year with with Hayden Christensen. Um, it's just stuff like this that just keeps Hamill like a fan favourite constantly, isn't it? Like the guy just never sets a foot wrong with Star Wars fandom. And just little things like this are just, are just... They're just mint little things, aren't they?
1: Yeah, he's he's one of the... You can always rely on him, can't you, to bring those nice little... um, Like just whimsical, random, cool little tweets on Instagram pics to to make it down. It, uh, it's astonishing that they've never... They they've never met these two at any type of um event or whatever, but um there's a really cool photo as well. And I wonder if I wonder if they did chat any any st- It sounds really obvious and a bit cliched, but I wonder if they did any gossiping just for the few minutes they were together, like anyone they worked with on both sets of films. And they were like, yeah, he was a twat, money. <laughs> yeah, remember that guy? That's <laughs> what. Don't talk about him like that. You know, remember him? don't Quite you don't. Right,
0: little dickhead. Of course, I remember him. He made me carry him on my back while running through a swamp. Right, <laughs> little jerk-off. How do you know him? Used to work with him. Oh, did you? Didn't <laughs> you know I had a job. Thought he was a sponger. Look at that. Where did he live then? In a city. Chuff me. You not believe where I found him? Wet through he was. Little frogs everywhere. Wild. Anyway, good to see you. I'm going to get a snack. Ba 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 ba. Sorry.
1: Uh, and it's also cool that uh, this happened. Do you know what? I, you and I are big Gervais fans, right? How many people just skip this now because he doesn't host it? Oh,
0: he's brutal with it as well when he does it, innit? Cool. Cool. See, see he's him.
1: brutal with it. Hey? So the viewership definitely went down. And then with the one of the years, I think it was three years ago, is the last one he hosted. So didn't do it last year or this year. And then he stops hosting it and then wins... Wins a shiny no, yeah, little star. Yeah, he did. I so forgot about that. Fair play to him. Yeah. Uh, but no, a nice little Star Wars connection to the Golden Globes. I don't think Star Wars is ever at the Golden Globe, does it? For anything. I don't know,
0: actually. I've not. Do you know what? I'm not sure. I don't think so. I'm not sure. I don't think so, man. It doesn't feel Star Wars. I mean, the Oscars never feel Star Wars apart from some, you know, whether it's VFX or music, you know, the score or whatever. It's certainly never up there as like best picture or fucking, you know, best actor or whatever is it nah.
1: leave that to the old Fast and Furious film leave mate. that
0: to Vin Diesel yeah hmm firmly F- Fast 10 Fast X let's go Space and we'll go go down to Space X Space, next, space isn't it? X yeah
1: Space 11 in Space
0: <sighs> wild movies they are started out with street racing look where you ended up in Space wild wild but a lovely little thing from Mark Hamill to cap off the episode and if you've not if you've not seen it we'll stick a link in the show notes We are going to stick a pin in it there for this episode. Welcome back to all of our listeners and a Happy New Year once more. Apologies for the slightly shorter episode today. And we will be back with even more Star Wars goodness next week. If you want to join Kevin and all of our fantastic friends and supporters in our fan zone, you can do so at sparkofrebellion.com slash support. And from me, it is goodbye for now. I will see you next week. Gazla, see you next week, old son.
1: Indeedy. Cheers, mate, for another good episode. And a strong one to kick off the old 2024, some great little stories there. Uh, We will see you next week where we've hopefully got some more uh, in-depth stories to talk through. I know we've got a couple on the list that we're eager to talk about that, of course, a few waves across fandom the last week or so, so we'll get into those. And until next time, thank you very much for all your support. We will see you then, and may the Force be with you always.